Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight.
check this out, man. Okay, talk to me about the future of Public Enemy. Future of Public Enemy got a true Hollywood story, part 21. Lance Bugging Out Esteban was a black Puerto Rican who grew up in the Bed-Stuy section of Brooklyn. Bugging Out was a very happy-go-lucky kid who became very militant growing up as a teen in the 1980s. Bugging Out's two best friends in the neighborhood were Mookie and Radio Raheem. In the summer of 1989, while eating pizza at the pizzeria Mookie worked at, Sal's, Mookie recognized that all the pictures on the pizzeria's walls were of famous Italian-Americans. Bugging Out complained to Sal about the lack of famous pictures of blacks on the walls. Sal told Bugging Out that when he has his own pizzeria, he could put whoever he wants on his wall. Bugging Out is, is escorted out the pizzeria by Mookie, and Mookie tells Bugging Out to please respect his place of employment. Oh Hello, Sal's Pizza. Yep. Meatball Hero, Eggplant Parmesan, you got it. Yeah, yeah we deliver. Trust we deliver. All right. Where is that? One, two, three, you're going to pay now, you're going to pay on layaway. Yeah, we know where that is. How much? Been here 30 years. You've been coming in here at least three times a day. What are you, a retard? It's a dollar fifty. Yo, stop. Put some cheese in that motherfucker, man. Extra cheese is two dollars. Two dollars? Yeah, two dollars. Hey, you can forget that shit. Damn, say you cheap, man. I need Yo, Mook. up on the wall. Man, ask Sal, right? Hey, hey, Sal, how come we got no brothers up on the wall here? You want brothers on the wall? Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. You can put your brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want, you see? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only. Take it easy, man. Huh? And you, hey, don't stop me today. What? Yeah, that might be fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this. Rarely do I see any American Italians eating in here. All I see is black folks. So since we spend much money here, we do have some set. You looking for trouble? Are you a troublemaker? Is that what you are? You making trouble? Yeah, I'm a troublemaker. I'm making trouble. You're a real ball breaker. You always coming in here looking for trouble, aren't you? Suppose I busted your head. How would you? Uh, Mookie, Mookie, you want to get your friend out of here? Well, are you going to kick me out now? Are you, you going to kick me out, huh? No, I'm not kicking you out. You're kicking yourself out. What? Look, we want some brothers up on the wall, you Let's know? Go. Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela, you know, you're Michael Jordan. Tomorrow. Come on, Mookie, get, get him out, all right? I'm trying to get him out. Yeah, I'm paying for it. I know you paid for it. Let's go. Yeah, all right, all right. So you're kicking me out. Go beat me in the head. You're going to kick me out, right? Come on, let's yeah, go. Yeah, okay, bet. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah, go. look, I paid for my. Look, boycott styles. Let's go. Right? Yo, boycott styles. I got Yo, your move. boycott swing. Boycott styles. Yo, I paid. What you laughing at? Yo, I paid for my slice, man.
Yo, man, I spent much money in there. What are you trying to do? What am I trying to do? What are you trying to do? Man, I was some brothers up on the wall, man. man. I got a word, kid, man. You fucking my shit up, man. You keep me inside, man. You fucking me up. I ain't, I ain't trying to fuck you up, Mook. You know, I ain't trying to fuck you up. I'm sorry. You sorry? Look, come back when we could be squashed, all right? A week. A week. Yeah, yeah. All right? Ben, Ben. Boo. Stay black. I mean, this guy's your friend, right? I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Is he your friend? He's my friend. Okay, if he don't behave, I don't want him in here anymore. He's out. I can't do nothing with him, Sal. You talk some brother talk to him. Brother talk? Yeah. Look, people are free to do the hell whatever what, they wanted what, to do. What free? What the hell are you talking about free? Free? There's no free here. What? I'm the boss. No freedom. I'm the boss. You want freedom? There, that's, that's free. You take an order and you take it out. He's got an order there for you. Come on, let's go move. Come on, let's go to work here. What are you laughing You're standing at? here doing nothing. Him, you're afraid of the goddamn oven. Hit the oven. Is this the address? That's the address. Is that the address? Is that what he just asked me? Is that the address? Boop. Come here, Doc. Man, I gotta go. I'm working. I'm, I'm working. Doctor, I'm working. Doctor, this is the mayor talking. All right, all right. Doctor. Come on, what? What? Always do the right thing. That's it. That's it. I got it. I'm gone. Later that day, Radio Rahim is told to leave the pizzeria as well because Sal complained about the loud music coming out of his boombox. Bugging Out and Rahim later on decide to start a boycott of Sal's pizzeria, but no one in the neighborhood would listen. At the end of the night, Bugging Out and Rahim arrive at the pizzeria shouting at Sal about no pictures of blacks on his wall. Rahim was also blasting Fight the Power on his radio. After a few minutes of shouting between the three of them, Sal destroyed Raheem's radio with a baseball bat while calling both Raheem and bugging out the N-word. Raheem physically attacks Sal and is pounding him when the police arrive. The police put him in an illegal chokehold, and despite the pleas of the community, the crowd that had gathered screamed in unison for them to release the chokehold, but to no avail. Raheem is choked to death, then handcuffed and taken away in a police car. Bugging Out is also arrested and taken into custody. Mookie, traumatized by the police handlings of his two best friends, destroys the pizzeria's window by throwing a trash can through it. A full-scale riot breaks out and members of the community burn the pizzeria to the ground. Bugging Out, who's also traumatized by seeing his best friend murdered by the police, turns to a life of crime. What I tell you about that noise? What I tell you about that pitch? What the fuck are you dead? Are you? Fuck you! We want the 
black people on that motherfucking wall of fame now! Particle fucking hoe with your own fucking day fucking out! Turn that jungle music off! We ain't enough! We ain't gonna be my jungle music! We ain't gonna be my Africa! It's about them fucking bitches! It's about turning that shit off and get the fuck out of my place! I just killed your fucking radio. Give it up! Come on! Give it up! 
enough! Gary, that's enough, man! Gary, that's enough! Shut the fuck up! going by the moniker bugging out lance begins working as a drug dealer for the crime lord frank white and his right hand man jimmy jump frank white and jimmy jump kill all the other crime families and consolidate their power in new york but not for long as both men are eventually murdered by the police What's in the cup? Root beer. You want some? There's some things I don't do. Man, Clean. them Colombian motherfuckers. <laughs> 
They took permanent vacation in hell, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I must have been away too long because my feelings are dead. <laughs> I, I feel no remorse. Yo. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard being in jail makes you feel like that, man. I got a present for you. Check it out. They were King Tito's. But he don't need them where he is now. <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe you would uh, donate them to a clothing drive or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 right. Having a good time, huh, Jim? Hey, man, I've been waiting years for this. <laughs> Emilio Zappa sends his regards. Ah! <laughs> yeah! You know how I love money. <laughs> well, help yourself. <laughs> Is the meeting set with Delicio? Downtown. You need to let me bust a cap in that moon-headed motherfucker's ass, boy. Word! He's yeah. a fucking glitter boy. He's looking to get sprayed, laid, played, and slayed. How? You know what I'm saying? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> So, you gonna come down and say hello? You hop not with them homos you want to. I'm going downtown, find me a girl, get my knob polished. Sound <laughs> <laughs> for real party. <laughs> Jim. How come you never came to see me? Who wanted to see you in a cage, man? I took that glove on rabbit right around. <laughs> With a power vacuum in Brooklyn as a result of Jimmy and Frank's deaths, Lance Esteban begins to run the heroin operation in the Bushwick, Williamsburg, and Bed-Stuy sections of Brooklyn. Esteban marries his longtime girlfriend, and they have a baby boy. Despite Esteban being married, his heart truly belongs to a young, beautiful heroin addict named Nicole. Nicole leaves Esteban for another drug dealer named James. Esteban, desperate to win Nicole back, employs a 12-year-old brother, Fresh, as a drug runner for him. Fresh convinces Nicole to go back to Esteban. Then, one day, Fresh walks in on them having sex and Esteban shooting her up with heroin. At that point, Fresh whose childhood crush had also been murdered on a playground in front of him, comes up with a master plan to bring down both Esteban and the drug dealer Jake who murdered Fresh's girlfriend. Fresh has Jake killed by setting him up in a lie, and Jake's boss, and Jake's boss Corky, in return, murders Jake. Then Fresh, then Fresh convinces Esteban that Nicole is hiding out at James' house. At the same time, Fresh tells Corky that Esteban was working with James in selling crack and that they had planned to take over Esteban's operation. 
Esteban and Corky all end up going to James' apartment at the same time. Esteban murders James and his crew, murders Corky and all of Corky's crew. Fresh was in Esteban's car, witnessed the carnage. Esteban then speeds off in his car and is overjoyed with Fresh, helping him kill the competition for both his business and Nicole. Esteban is dropped off at Nicole's apartment. A few minutes later, Fresh gets out the car, makes a phone call, and then runs to Nicole's apartment. While Esteban is questioning Nicole about her belonging to him, Detective Perez shows up at her apartment. The person who Fresh called was Detective Perez. Fresh tells Detective Perez that Esteban murdered James and that the gun he used was under bed. When the police officer that accompanied Perez found the gun, he also found several kilos of heroin, all of which Fresh had planted under Nicole's bed. Esteban is arrested and given a life sentence for murder and intent to distribute illegal narcotics. Lance Esteban had unknowingly been, been set up by a child because of his, of his lust for that child's sister. Esteban is still alive doing life at Clinton Correctional at Clinton Correctional Facility in upstate New York. I couldn't go home. I couldn't go there with everybody asking me questions and all. So you come here? I had no place else to go. Put the bag down. Why are you always carrying that around with you? Does it look like school to you? Your sister is telling me that you called her this morning and told her your father wanted to see her at a rehab center in Staten Island. Like an emergency, right? And she gone all the way up there and your father, he's not checked in no more. Is that true? So you want to tell me that uh, he's lying about James, too, right? I can see whoever I want. No. no. Not exactly. Now you can see whoever you want. Except for James. No, you can't see. You can't see him no more. Now, maybe you can visit him in his new place of residence. But, you know, I don't think he's going to be so much fun no more. You don't own me. Nobody's slave. No. You are a slave to the Pudra Planka, the god of white dreams, and I am his master, me. And as long as he is mine, so are you. You are mine. Nikki, don't walk away from me like that. The fuck is this Grand Central Station? Who the fuck is it? Police, open the door. You got a warrant? We got a complaint of assault and battery from the road. Now open the door or we're taking the town. Yeah, I got me a 12-8 on my private number, man. 
Looks like all those cards have been handing out paid off, hey, Mano? Hey, I'm not your brother, Perez, so fuck you too. Oh. You know, when I heard this address, man, I just couldn't resist coming here myself, you know? You know how intimidating big boys like yourself can be to some poor housey, right? This is where you keep your girlfriends, eh, Mano? It's a cheap-looking joint, if I may say so myself, man. I never did figure you for no class, but this might be pushing it. You all right, miss? Now, wait, we got a call, those shots and things and threats, and if he's hurting you, you just tell us, all right? I'm gonna make sure he doesn't come near you no more. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. No, 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 we were just having a little talk. It looks like you got the wrong apartment, Mano. So why don't you get the fuck out of here before I sue your ass for unprovoked harassment? You sure you're right, miss? She just scared. He said he gonna kill her. What the fuck? No, no, wait, wait a minute, no, wait, 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 I come back here because I was scared he gonna hurt my sister. He like throw me inside, yelling and all, and be pointing his gun at me and Nikki. Nah. Nah, this nigga straight up lying to you. When you knock, he be telling her he gonna kill her if she say something. She scared. But I ain't scared. Hey, 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 you gonna listen to this crazy bullshit all night, man? Look, I ain't got nothing on me, man. Nada. I'm clean as a motherfucker. Before you come in, he throw it under the bed. What the fuck? Mom, you're under fucking arrest. That's what the fuck. Wait, wait, wait a second. Something else down here. Oh, holy Christ on the cross. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to Fuck an attorney. You. Anything you say can and will be Fuck used you. you in the court of law. Get this fucker up. Look, you think I'm stupid enough to have two kilos lying around the fucking house? I've been set up, oh, man. Yeah? <clears throat> By who, hey, Mano? This gun ain't yours, right? Those bags just fell out of the sky, right? This apartment don't belong to you, right? What? It's a fucking gun, Mano. Next time you're going to see this guy, you're going to look like fucking Rip Van Winkle. Pineda. Take this movie fucked over to the back room. Call the three-car escort in the forensics unit, all right? Come on. say it is, right? If you testify to everything you've said, now we're gonna do everything we can to protect you. Ain't nothing gonna be protection enough around here no more. Yeah, I know that. Believe me, I know that. You're gonna have to move, right? We're gonna find some place for you to move to. My sister, too. It ain't gonna be safe for her, neither. You gotta move her, too. 
Sister, too. It's going to be as safe as you are. We'll find you somewhere together, okay? I don't want to live in no more projects. True Hollywood Story, Part 22. Ronald Strike Dunham, as a little boy, used to daydream about riding trains while growing up in the Carroll Gardens section of Brooklyn. His mama used to buy him train sets every year for both his birthday and Christmas. Ronald's older brother, Victor, started working at the age of 14 to help provide for Ronald and their mother. Ronald, as a young teen, was hired by the local crime lord, Rodney, to sell drugs in the Gowanus Projects. By the time Ronald, now known by his street name Strike, was 16, he had been promoted by Rodney to run the Gowanus drug ring. This is also around the same time Victor and their mother find out Strike is selling drugs and is told to move out by his mother. Rodney gets Strike a nice studio apartment in downtown Brooklyn. Then, Rodney discovers that one of his drug dealers, Daryl Adams, has been stealing from him. Rodney orders Strike to kill Daryl. Later that night, Strike goes to the fast food restaurant Victor works at and convinces Victor to kill Daryl. Victor kills Daryl and all hell begins to break loose. Victor is arrested for murder and NYP detective Rocco Klein figures out right away that Victor, while guilty, had to have been convinced by Strike to commit the murder. During the next few weeks, Strike begins to befriend a 12-year-old boy named Tyrone and takes him under his wing. Rocco begins to manipulate the situation and has Rodney and Strike's Gowanus crew believing that Strike might be a snitch. Tyrone murders Rodney's right-hand man, Errol, with a gun he stole out of Strike's apartment. NYPD officer Andre the Giant is very close with Tyrone's mother and is able to convince Rocco to make the case look like it was self-defense. When Andre finds out it was Strike's gun that Tyrone used, he goes straight to Gowanus and beats the hell out of Strike in the playground. Rodney shows up and is waiting for Strike when Rocco shows up at the same time and drives, and drives Strike out of danger into the precinct. Rocco begins to try and beat a confession out of him when Strike's mother arrives and tells him to stop beating her son. She tells Rocco that Victor confessed to the murder and throws the bail money Strike had given a Victor's wife in Strike's face. Rocco drives Strike to Penn Station and tells Strike to leave town and never come, be and never come back because of what he did. If he came back, he would make sure Rodney kills him. Strike buys a train ticket to Los Angeles and for the first time he takes the train ride he's always, he's always daydreamed about. Yeah, shorty. How many, how many times I gotta tell you, man? Stop sweating me. You a kid, this is grown up stuff. You gonna get hurt out here. Now take your little bag of candy, take your little bike, and go find some friends, all right? Damn, fucking kids, man. Well, 
枪。Shit no more. Motherfuckers like you that mug Rosa Parks. Who the fuck is Rosa Parks? Who the fuck is Rosa Parks? Who is Rosa Parks? What's going on the brothers out here? Brothers, you stupid, ignorant motherfucker. Brothers. Brothers. Still, you take care of your brothers, huh? Real brothers take responsibility for their actions, and I'm gonna make damn sure you take responsibility. Come on, man. Throw me fucking around. I'm done with that. Done with it. Done with it. You you're done from these streets. You're gone from this project. And you're gone from New York. You hear me? You hear me? You hear me? Oh! Don't you stop that nigga to me? Oh! Come on, man! Shoot everybody! Get the fuck back! Get the fuck back! Come on, you want something? You want something? Get up! Get up, get up, get up. I'll never see you again. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna shoot you five times at your door, put a gun in your hand and say you tried to raise up on me for this beatdown you just got. You understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Strike, with the money he had saved up from dealing drugs, gets a studio apartment in South Central Los Angeles and changes his name to Griff McReynolds and begins attending Marion Barry High School. While there, he's mentored by Richard Clark, a white teacher who naively sees the good in everyone. Griff is finally ex excelling in something other than crime and the future actually looks bright and he is in love for the first time with the beautiful Natalie. Natalie's ex-boyfriend Paco, jealous of Griff, rigs the statewide test scores to make it look like all the Marion Barry students had failed. Clark is filed and Griff is forced to join Paco's gang. When Clark finds out that it was, that it was Paco who caused everyone to fail, he and a group of students confront Paco. Griff and Paco get into a fight and it is revealed that the crime law was in fact the, the principal of the high school, Griff. Encouraged by how things worked out, graduates from high school and then boards a train to Philadelphia where he attends and graduates from the police academy. Clip, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
class, right? I'm Griff yeah. McReynolds. Natalie Thompson. That was a pretty nice poem you read in class today, Natalie. Thanks. How you think of all that stuff? I try not to, you know? Is it true you used to run the gang before Paco? Yeah, but I'm through with gangs. Word up. I mean, in juvie, I had time to do some thinking and some reading. You know, you're different from everybody else here. I mean, most of the boys I know, they're all crude and immature. I mean, most of the time, they just want to stare at girls' breasts. You know what I mean? Sorry, what? Oh, this is my song. You want a bus one? I don't know, we just met. Come on, it's just an innocent little dance. Okay. In order to become a police officer in Philadelphia, Strike had to have his name legally changed. With the help of Rocco and Clark, he had his name legally changed to Derek Hill. Officer Hill meets the very attractive cocktail waitress, Kayla. After a year of dating, they become engaged. One night, while Officer Hill is at Lou's bar waiting for Kayla to end her shift, he breaks up a fight between a seductive Carmen and another woman. Lieutenant Miller, Hill's superior officer, orders Hill to arrest Carmen. Hill arrests Carmen and on their way to the precinct, Carmen convinces Hill to stop by her apartment so she could put away some jewelry. When Carmen exits her bedroom, she had changed it to lingerie and seduces Hill. The two make passionate love all night long. You're in trouble now. Yeah, you got that right. Big time trouble. What you doing in my place? It was an accident. I know it wasn't. I saw you back there talking slick to the girl. You hit her first. This time I'm pressing charges, Carmen. Oh. Lou, you can't press charges. Oh, forget about it. Every time you come into my place, there's trouble. Like her up. Why don't you take it in, Hill? 
Come on, come on, take it easy, all right? Calm down. I told you I'm starting. Excuse me, could you get out the way, please? Come on, you all right? Come on, come on, come on. Don't do nothing. You make me sick, Dick. Ow! Oh, ow! Damn. Now you got to go to jail. Go. Oh, why don't you just oh. calm down, all right? Come I didn't on. start that. All right, well, that's not my problem. What's your name? Don't worry about what my name is, all right? <laughs> Sociable type, huh? Here. Hill, you know you don't want to take me to jail. <laughs> you sure about that? Why don't we go out and have some fun tonight at the club? You look like the type of woman I need in the club. Come on, oh. get in the car. Come on now, stop. I live my life to the fullest. Party every chance I get. Friday night's the spot. It's the place I hit. Decked out, chest out. Me and my girls roll up in the spot like we own the world. You should see the eyes on me. Dress fitting like a prize on me. High split, fellas get the rise on me. Just from the looks of it, I must say, you're bound to get hooked on it. If you play, you're optimistic for someone going to jail. Would you stop being so damn stale? I know you got a girl, but damn, don't you want to see new things? Security shouldn't purchase a ring. So why you looking at me like that? Like what you say is true. I know your type, I see through you. Oh yeah, what you see? Cause I love my girl, it's not about security I'd give her the world, she's down for me And always has been And I would be too if I was your girlfriend But I'm not, I even take you to the spot Bring sand to the beach, keep you on the leash I know how thirsty these chicks could be Scheming and plotting on you like Listen, me you're a little too hot for a guy like me You and I are unlikely My girl is more like me She's just cool, you know Not a risk taker, she just goes with the flow She's whack, you need a little spice in your life Live a little, you'll see what you want in the right that's in me I'm telling you, it's like gold, hard to let go, harder to hold I dance with you slowly to a hip-hop joint And only stop when I'm positive, you got the point I don't dance, I don't drink, I don't like clubs I'm not impressed, I don't smoke Only scrubs go to different places and fall for pretty faces To me, y'all are all basic And your life is wasted, that's why you a cop You never got to taste it, if you had one drop You wouldn't go back, I'll prove it to you Come out with me tonight That'll do it for you. Oh, that'll do it for me, huh? Well, unfortunately, I have plans tonight. And so do you. It's a nice hot spot called jail. Jail? Jail. All right, well, let me go home for one second and take my jewelry off. <laughs> He must be bananas. No, no, this ring. My mother gave it to me before she died. It means everything to me. We both know if I go to jail, I'll never see it again. Please, just let me go home and take it off. Please. 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 The next morning, Lieutenant Miller and Kayla show up to find Hill in Carmen's bed. Carmen had escaped during the night. Kayla slaps Hill and leaves him while Miller arrests Hill for obstruction of justice. While in jail awaiting his trial, Carmen meets the rich rapper Blaze. Blaze is whining and dining Carmen all the time Hill is in jail. Carmen hel helps Hill escape from prison and the two go on the run to Los Angeles, the same city where Hill attended high school and where Blaze lives. Unable to support Carmen, Hill loses Carmen to Blaze. Completely obsessed with her, Hill goes to Blaze's house to try and win her back. When she, refuses, when she refuses, Miller arrives and shoots at Hill. 
Unfortunately, Carmen was in the way and she is gunned down. Carmen dies in Hill's arms. Enraged by Miller's crooked action, Hill and Miller get into a vicious brawl, resulting in Miller falling to his death. Hill is arrested for a double murder and he is sentenced to life in prison without parole. Another promising life destroyed by lust. You're brave, huh? Strong enough to stop a bullet. Chest, them are all possessed, no dough, crack and veils, much 
think back, think back. Think Brooklyn, back. traveling distance to party. Brooklyn, absolute functions, not hardly. Brooklyn, the name alone holds godly. You don't know, you better ask somebody. Blackfield Street since 85, the beast getting paid to not bust. Hooker's jaws got crust. Class clapping regular, hardcore niggas with fat gold chains on the corner maintaining. Gold teeth flashes, stick up kids playing in front of Latin quarters. Keep home your daughters, cause if bullets fly, watch the flaming. Ignorant ducks are shooting wild and they're not aiming one Easter. Now don't think about it, what a pity. Five people died in front of State City. Senseless back then, you were silly if you had a gun. People dashing, flashing, damn no fun. All be square, you couldn't shop too much, cause fall green within your record. Because it is survival of the fittest. 